What's up, everybody? Welcome to Coffees for Closers, a show about visionaries, entrepreneurs, and of course, closers. Here, we talk about their wins, their failures, and ultimately, the story of their success. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode six of Coffees for Closers. I'm super excited today. I have my guest, David Meltzer, a visionary, a thought leader, one of the most influential business figures of our generation. We have him here live today. I myself have been personally inspired by David for years now, and we have the blessing of being here live at SoFi Stadium to dive into his story, to dive into his successes, his failures. And I'm just blessed and honored that everything just aligned after we got to hear an incredible story and testament of faith and resilience and really something to inspire us all right before we got to this Coffees for Closers. So Thank you, Dave Meltzer, for ha- having me at your podcast uh, and office well, I, uh, area. I, I, so I'm I'm thankful that I'm here, and I'm thankful that you know you invited us. Well, we're both thankful, and I'm blessed to have you here, and really excited about breaking bread with you, especially the symbolic nature of that bread, which for me shows and illustrates everyone that faith is the cornerstone. Coming off the last interview with Kevin Hines. Faith is so important and it changes. We we have faith, we have hope. It varies in degrees and it varies in its divine direction. And if we learn to trust that divine direction and the faith that we have in the divine direction, you can end up in the greatest stadium ever built with some of the greatest people ever created and then co-create with those people, whatever it is you desire in life and business. And that's why I'm so excited to be on the Coffee for Closers episode six. Such a blessing. And thank you so much, Dave. So I'm going to dive right into it. When you came to EMC Connect, your story really inspired me. And 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 it wasn't like this current success. It's the story that got there, right? So, and I like to open this up because we all know that the sins of our youth have plagued us and gained us great wisdom. So, let like let's talk about the success that you had really, really early in your life, the failure, but most importantly, the wisdom that you gained, and now the the love and the inspiration that you're sharing with us all. So, what is what like walk me through the story that that created all this. Absolutely. And just to clarify too, I think there's two things to look for in this story. It's not just the wisdom, you know, congruent with what we're doing here, the distance that exists between your behavior and the outcomes you want in your life are better require two things. And that's my story. The lessons of it, one wisdom, which a lot of people will derive from the story, But more importantly, it's wisdom and faith that shorten the distance of resistance between our behaviors and where we want to be or better. And those behaviors, as all human beings, are not always aligned with the divine direction. They're not always aligned with where we want to be or better unless we find the wisdom and increase the faith that we are going to get where we want to be or better. So I was born in struggle, scarcity. I was born with an amazing mom, with love. Six kids, five boys, one girl. My mom would pack my dinner in a paper bag and literally between her two jobs as a second grade teacher and filling up turnstiles at convenience stores with greeting cards, she would teach us and my siblings would teach each other to improve our position, our situation. And I didn't 
see that much struggle other than financially. So of course we respond to what's missing or what we don't have. So in my young mind, my road to happiness was going to be to buy my mom everything she didn't have, a house, a car, financial security, so that could take away the stress that I saw that it put on her when a dishwasher broke down and I found her crying, trying to figure out what to do or not being able to put her children through school, college or graduate school, terrible things that, you know, I got to witness that she tried to hide from me, but everything else in my life was amazing, incredible family. And I was healthy and strong. And, uh, and so I moved from the world of not enough, thinking I was a victim, being punished, utilizing my own desires to buy my mom a house and a car. And I did. I graduated law school, ended up taking a job that my mom actually thought was a waste of time. It was selling legal research in 1992 on the internet. She actually said the internet was a fad. It would never last. I was making the biggest mistake of my life, not being a real lawyer, but yet, Nine months out of law school, I was a millionaire, buying my mom a house and a car. Three years later, we exited for $3.4 billion. Thomson Reuters bought West Publishing. I went up to the Silicon Valley, learned two new skill sets, how to raise money and um, technology. Uh, finally, in 1999, living in what I called the world of optimism, which was a world of trading, negotiating, and optimism of giving to receive, which later on in my life will be, I think the greatest lesson that I teach today is the relationship between giving, receiving, and faith, the witnessing. And for me, I, in 1999, was married to my dream girl, living in my dream house, having my dream job as CEO of Samsung's phone division in the world of just enough for me. I see so many positive people. Everything happens for me, not to me. Everything happens... And I believe that. And I believe the more I gave, the more I would receive until I ran the most notable sports agency in the world, worth over $100 million, had access to what even billionaires didn't have access to, the back cabins, the backstages, the sidelines around the biggest names, billionaires, millionaires, entrepreneurs, celebrities, athletes, and entertainers all wanted to be around us. And that's when I found God. I found faith. And sometimes we find faith in the weirdest places. Uh, I came home one night thinking I was happy in the world of just enough for me. And my true love, the girl I met in the fourth grade, the girl I asked to go study in the sixth grade and told my friend, no, tell him to ask me himself. The true inspiration of my life told me she wasn't happy, told me she was gonna leave me, take my three children, because I had lost my values. And she had told me, you better go back and determine and take stock in those values of who you were and what you want to become, because I can't be here to watch you die. And I don't want my children to see that either. And I'm sorry, I'm leaving. When I went to bed that night, I was so angry. I woke up in the morning and I hated her. I hated my best friend who also left me because he didn't like who and what I was doing, who I was doing it with. My dad, I hated him because he had tried to teach me that money doesn't buy love, tried to tell me I was just like him. I hated my mom because she told me that I was lost, 
that I believed in the wrong God. And then I sat there full of hate. The miracle happened in my life. I was thinking about how I could take all the money from them, their happiness. And as I was thinking about that money and stealing their happiness by taking everything I had given, I looked over in the closet and there was this jacket that my father had given me on my 30th birthday with no pockets. I remember when I got it thinking, he said, you're just like me. Hang this jacket. It has no pockets. You can't take anything with you when you're gone. Money doesn't buy love or happiness. I remember telling him, I'm nothing like you. You're a liar, a cheater, manipulator. You're an overseller, a back-end seller. I hate you. And there was that jacket. And I looked at it and full of tears, I said to myself, I don't hate my mom. I don't hate my dad. I definitely don't hate my best friend and certainly not my wife. I hated myself. That was the moment that I realized I am a liar. I am a cheater. I am a manipulator. I am an overseller. I am a back end seller. And at that moment, I realized worth over a hundred million dollars, what I am, what I was at that time was what other people wanted me to be or what I wanted people to think I was. And so from that day on, I lived in faith, figuring out what I was doing to interfere with the omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing God that protects, promotes, and loves me. And I sit here 17 years later after losing everything, after learning the lessons, the wisdom that I have gained, but more importantly, combining it with the simple faith that there's something bigger than me that loves me, protects me, promotes me more than my mom, except for its omniscient, all-powerful, and all-knowing. And it exists in a unified, abundant, infinite system that we all belong to. And that faith combined with the wisdom is what my mission in life is today, to find people like you to empower. Because I know in your lifetime, through this podcast and so many other things that you're doing, that you'll empower others to empower others. And if I can empower a thousand people like you to empower another thousand people to empower another thousand, a thousand times a thousand is a million, a million times a thousand is a billion, I can change the world with people like you and I living in humility, humility of knowing there's something bigger than us that loves us, protects us and promotes us more than even our mom. And that's how you get to where I am today. And that's why I was so excited to have you here and to celebrate how we have been protected and promoted. Dave, such like touching words. And that I have two things to follow up with that. Because one thing that really struck a chord with me, and this is not even, I didn't even think about this. And this is something that's been plaguing my own uh, family. It's like, how do we continue to make sure that our families are, know that they are number one? And all this stuff that we're doing, because it's the lines get blurred really, really easy. Fame, success, and then the devil just comes right in and piggybacks on new so levels, quick. new devils. I never heard that one, but new <laughs> levels, new devils. And and one day, like the other day, my wife was looking at me. She's like, "Are you doing this for for fame? Like, are are you doing this for notoriety? Like, what are you doing this for? Like, like, honey, I'm like, I got four kids. You know, yeah, like me too. you're my number one. Like, nothing else matters. You're it. But how did you? relay that message to your wife that it's not, you know, how did, cause yeah. you're, you're in the media, 
You're a public figure. How have you sustained such a strong, loving marriage? Strong children. By the way, congrats to your daughter. I saw that. How cool that is was that? I, I just want- I <laughs> As want, an entrepreneur? I mean, I just want to be like you, Dave. I, mean, I want good kids. <laughs> I want good marriage. And that's yeah. it. So it's interesting you say that because number one, I take care of myself first. Because if I can't take care of myself, I can't take care of others. So I make sure that my family sees me prioritizing my fitness, my health, my faith, and them. And the only common denominator that I have found to give me the three characteristics of the energy that those behaviors uh, give us, according to physics, quantum physics, metaphysics, and applied mathematics, is that energy, good energy and good behavior, good money attracts more. It aggregates. It also accelerates, so it comes faster. It also creates exponentiality in its outcomes. So when I shifted my paradigm to instead of making an excuse, I'm traveling for you, for my family. I'm making this money for you. I'm famous for you. I live in humility. I am. I'm being healthy every day. So I'm, I'm making more money so I can give more. And so what I do is I spend time on my non-negotiables every day. So a minimum of an hour a day on my health first, a minimum of 10 minutes on my faith, a minimum, a minimum of time with each of my family members and others that are relative to me. So minimum 30 minutes a day on my wife, no matter where she is, minimum of 30 minutes with my 13 year old son, Minimum of two minutes with my three daughters, 24, 22, minimum, sometimes 10 hours, but minimum. But I will promise you this about time. Two minutes a day is worth more than two hours on a Saturday. And so if you want to let your family know how important, if you want to have harmony and balance of that harmonious value system, you have to let them know, I am taking care of myself. Why? Because there's this rule that I wanted to talk about that changed my life, that's changing other people's lives. I believe the more you give, the more you receive. But I also believe people aren't taught how to receive more. And what I mean by that is the Bible says, the more you give, the more you will be given. But no one's telling you, hey buddy, let's practice raising your awareness of all that you're given. Through gratitude and forgiveness and accountability, we can heighten our awareness of the light, the love, and the lessons in everything. The things that other people don't like, that you don't like, the things that you don't love, that other people don't love. Because if you learn to love those through the idea of raising our awareness of what we're given, through gratitude, forgiveness, and accountability, if we can do that consistently every day by utilizing time, paying attention to, and giving intention to the most important things to us, it's gonna tell us all its secrets. It's gonna give you the God code. It's gonna give you the cheat code. And that's what's going to put you at ease and your family at ease and help you identify the disease mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally that's getting in your way from what? From the infinite, abundant, omniscient, the all powerful that gives you more power in your pinky to light up this whole stadium. And when you realize that taking care of myself and understanding not only the more I give, the more I'm given, but I have to be aware of what I'm given and be worthy through faith of receiving it, knowing that I can give more now. So what happens is most people live their life and they give 100% of their lives to others. 
thinking that's going to show everyone how much I care about them. And then they're given back more than 100%. But now they're not aware of it because they're not looking for the light, the love, and the lessons. They see struggles, setbacks, failures, mistake, resentment, need to be offended, guilty, anger, anxious, worried, all these things. And then they say, oh, you know, I'm not being given more. Or they maybe they're aware of it, but they feel guilty and shameful. So they only receive 99% back. Well, if 99% is your new 100%, and the next time you go through the giving and giving, now 98% will be your new 100%. Eventually, it's a zero-sum game. You're going to end up with nothing. But it is those people with faith that realize the more I give, the more I'm given, and I'm worthy because of who walks with me to receive all that I'm given. Why? Because if, I'm, if I give more, I'm given more. If I receive more, then I can ask for more. Now I have more than more. I can give more than more. I'm given more than more than more. I receive it. And I ask for even more than more than more. Why? Because there's more than enough for everyone and everything in an infinite, abundant, unified system that loves and protects me and promotes me because I am not an overseller, a back-end seller, a liar, manipulator, cheater. I am healthy. I am wealthy. I am worthy. I am happy. I just got to figure out what I'm doing to interfere with it. And that's how I live my life. And that's what I'm trying to empower into others like you to do the same. We don't do this for notoriety or fame. We do this so that we're given more so we can give more, receive more and ask for more. I love that, Dave. And that, that, that brings me to the, my, my next question. Like your, you want, your mission is to help a billion over people, don't, over a billion. Don't limit me. Don't, I, I mean, a billion <laughs> is a, a billions already. Like how are you going to do that? Number one. And you told me briefly, yeah. number two, how can we measure that? And then how can we do that? I love it. So quantitatively, I'm measuring it by three different things. Can I help you make more money, help more people and have more fun and do that by, hey, how much quantifiable money am I making and help you make more? How many people am I helping? Let's count those. And through the methodology of exponentiality, which is I'm helping a thousand people to help a thousand to help a thousand. The math equals a billion. And then as far as happiness is, is how much time am I spending interfering with my joy? So if you feel anxious or depressed, there's only one common denominator that you can see improvement or progress. It's time. So if I'm depressed six hours today, if I can reduce that to five hours and 59 minutes tomorrow, it's just a matter of time before I spend most of my time in happiness. Just minutes and moments in depression, just minutes and moments in anxiety, worry, fear, offense, guilt, resentment, separation, inferiority, superiority. We heard my friend Kevin Hines talk about every day he still struggles with chronic depression and suicidal tendencies. But he only spends minutes and moments there because he learned that he has something bigger than him protecting him, not just because he had a shark hold him up, which turned into yeah. a sail to save his life, but because he has faith that I'm just gonna spend minutes and moments in the best and fastest way to not be at disease and to put myself back into in spirit, inspired behavior at ease is he says, I need help now. Can you help me now? Whether he's at an airport, whether he's at a game, whether he's with his family, he humbly says, I am, and I need help now. And he asked for it. And guess what? 
The more that he gives, the more he's given, the more he's aware of it, and the more he receives. What does he receive? Help to spend less time in misery. And that's a, a thing that people struggle doing is people don't ask for help. Best piece of advice I give people. They tell me, if I'm 18, what should I do? Ask for help. Find someone that could help you. That's something I, I have no shame in my game in doing. I just ask. I me ask too. I just, all the time. I just will always ask. And I'll always ask for a discount too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I shift my paradigm of discounts. I, I ask bigger than that. I, I ask, may I make enough money to afford retail? Then I don't have to discount anything. Yeah. Part of that's my poverty <laughs> mindset. I me too. I'm, yeah. I come from the I, third world, so it's uh, you know, it well, just, I used to have a problem with food, right? I I'd eat more than enough. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what can we like a layman? Okay, our normal layman. There's a we have entrepreneurs listening to the show. We have and we have a lot of laymen listening to the show. What can they do to inspire and to help their fellow man? You know, just give some practical advice for a normal person to just go yeah. out there and and be kind of a mini Dave Meltzer. So I would start with the two practices of my total five practices one in order to help people you have to get out of the realm of nothingness you know excuse the imagery but most people live as tubes food in food out <laughs> they live in a world of nothingness rolling a boulder to the top of the hill just to have it roll down the next day so i tell people the first step of helping is to know what you want Know what you want today in a divine direction of where you think you want to be in the future by learning, having wisdom of the past, the light, the love, and the lessons, and faith that you're going to get there no matter what the outcomes are today. If you know what you want today, your nothingness becomes a possibility. And then the second step is when you know your possibilities for the day, ask yourself, who can I help with what I want and who can help me? So not only do I wake up every morning and say, may God put at least 10 people in front of me I can help, but I also say, may God put at least 10 people that can help me. And when you do that, your possibilities every day become a probability, a ginormous differentiator between nothing and probability every single day, a mathematical advantage to the divine direction of where you want to be or better and the enlightenment through the wisdom and faith of the past to get us there. That's incredible. And you know, when, when I spend my time with God, I don't actually ask like God put 10 people in front of me that I can help. Or, At least. I don't think like that. And that's such good practical advice because, and God put 10 people in front of me that can help me. Like, cause we always think like, Oh, I don't, I don't want to be selfish, you know, like, yeah, but the reality is we kind of have to understand that we got to love ourselves. We got to always improve ourselves. And, and it's imperative in our, our growth, spiritually, mentally. Well, it's all about, as we get to the last question, building a community, a village of people that want to help each other and know people that can help each other. And in the business sense, since this is the closing coffee show, remember, if you build a community of people that want to help each other and know people that can help each other, those are the type of people that will buy from you and sell for you for life. And nothing will make you more successful than having a community that buys from you and sells for you for life. As we get to our last question, I want, and I always ask this on every question, give me a personal goal, a family goal, and a business goal that you have. Goals to me are daily goals in a trajectory, a divine tra trajectory. So a personal goal for me is to be able to every day enjoy the consistent every day, persistent without quit, pursuit of my potential. 
Not what other people would want, not what's missing, not what I don't have, but I want to live to my higher self, my Christ-like self, and I want to pursue that potential because happiness is, you can't pursue it. It is the pursuit. And so I want to enjoy the everyday without quit pursuit of my potential. And then family-wise, I want for my family to be happy, healthy, wealthy, and worthy of everything that they want in their lives uh, to do that. Uh, and then for everyone in the world, I, I want them to make more money, help more people and have more fun every single day. Remember to tell the people you love the most every day that you're happy, you're healthy, you love them and appreciate them. And then last piece of advice real quick for your children, because I have four and we both grew up uh, in a different mindset, heart set and hand set than they are. Uh, I tell my children three things every day, no matter what they're pursuing. I asked them, did you do your best? What did you learn? And did you have fun? And I promise you, if we can get our children to do their best at whatever they love or don't love and to learn lessons, to gather the wisdom and have the faith and inspiration of enjoying it, if you ask those three questions, you'll remind, remember, and recollect them with the infinite, abundant, unified system that has provided us such blessings in our own life to live in a world of more than enough to be happy, healthy, wealthy, and worthy. This is an amazing interview. I'm blessed to be the LeBron James of this interview, number six. That's right, Dr. J, LeBron James. That's right. Now you got Dave Meltzer here with the Coffee with Closers. Guys, thank you so much for another episode of Coffee for Closers here at SoFi Stadium. It's been a blessing to meet a mentor, a guy who inspires millions of people, a quest to make a billion people happy. God bless you, Dave. God bless your mission. God bless your service. God bless all the people, that your guests that come on the show. It's been an honor and a blessing. And I look forward to having you again. Thank you so much. Next time thank at you. our studio. You got it. <laughs>